And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. Comedian Jenna Kim Jones will show you how to eat scrambled eggs off your baby's forehead. Hashtag Al will perform his new hit single, Doorbell. Producer Greg Heller will reveal the best places deep down inside to store your regrets. And Chef Jeff is here to show you how to make junkyard kitty cat stew. That's stew for kitty cats, you monsters. I'm her husband, Daniel, and my wife just learned what a touchdown is in bed. Saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little pecan sandies. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. And then I would like to share some thoughts on this different intro that we are all experiencing. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenna. Hey. Hey, Al. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hi, Allison. I saw the baby spit up. Wasn't it cute? It smells real bad. <laughs> I thought it was cute. It was really cute. Samantha is so, Samantha. That is Jenna and Al's baby. If you're tuning in for the first time, and if so, welcome and hello. Um, Samantha is so cute, and she already was so cute, but mm-hmm. she's become even more super cute, and she has quite a little personality. That's right. She's, she's adorable. Getting feisty. Just, she makes yeah. the cutest little noises constantly. Just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you already tell like things that she's going to do when she's older by looking at her now? Like, have you already got a sense of what her personality is going to be? Um, I do think she's very opinionated. I think she really found her voice this week as far as like, oh, yeah? she went from like, like kind of crying uh-huh. to like shrieking. I heard one of them. It was a little dramatic. Right? Yeah, it was like was really... zero to 60. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like cools down quickly as well. Yeah. I don't know where she gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day I took... I like moved her and she didn't like it. And she actually, it was like a scream. It wasn't just like a baby scream. It was like a person scream. Like, <laughs> like don't do that. And it kind of scared me. You heard that one. Remember when she oh, kind of, yeah. it was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, that is a new sound. So she's like literally finding her voice. Wow. Well, good and, for her. And she swats now away. Like if she, you're putting like the binky and she doesn't want it, she'll smack it. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. You know, I only learned that a binky was a pacifier as of like two weeks ago because I thought a binky was a blankie. Yeah, me too. Did everyone here know that a binky is a pacifier or as... I thought it was a blanket. You did? Okay. But I looked it up because I was like, when when did everyone decide binky is now pacifier? (laughs) Yeah. Because I thought the cute word for pacifier was passy. Well, I actually never thought that, but I've heard someone refer to it as passy, and I thought, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I looked it up, and apparently Binky is or was a brand of pacifier. Uh, okay. Uh, like scrunchy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Except yep. scrunchy doesn't mean anything else. But if it did, what else would a scrunchy be? But I'm not sure Binky like does actually mean something else. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying we thought Binky was blanky. Mm-hmm. Right. Turns out it's pacifier. If scrunchy weren't a scrunchy... What would it be? A dish towel. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Where's my scrunchie? My hands are wet. Do you or know? Or an expression about, like, 
scrunching yes, your face. Yes, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, his is face a, was so fucking scrunchy. Is, it, is there a cat in there? I feel scrunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, don't get all scrunchy with me. <laughs> do you know how to spell scrunchy? Oh, I think I do. S-C-R, you mean based on the traditional trademarked term yeah, scrunchy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. S-C-U-R-O, wait a minute. Not, no, there's no, there's o, no there. o in it, no. I'm realizing, Jenna, didn't we talk about this on the show a while ago? I think we did. Because I, I think it might actually be like scrunzy. Yes, it's something weird. It I look, doesn't it look normal. to be S-C-R-U-N-C-H-I-E. But I think it's actually S-C-R-U-N-C-I with like a yes. umlaut or yeah, something. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, because I, I remember you saying scrunzy. Yeah, it might have two C's even. It's some weird Den. No, there's no such thing as Denmarkian. Does there's some weird Danish Denmarkian. thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's when something's from Denmark. Right, right, but right. It's not. It's like Argentine, Argentinian, mm-hmm. but it's for your hair. Where's your wife with scrunzies? And banana clips. While we're at it. Oh my oh, gosh! I, the most confusing clip in the world. Yeah. I think she uses both of those things quite a bit. I bet you're wrong. Still? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I want to answer that wrong. question because it makes me a bad husband. She probably used them like 20 years ago. She, right. You know, my wife just says hair thing. She'll um, go, where's my hair thing? <laughs> like an elastic? <laughs> yeah, band, I guess. Perhaps? Just or any breath? sort of talking can trigger the drop. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would like to know what her hair thing is. Me so too. Find mm. out. You can do it surreptitiously. Take a picture. Yes. Okay, I will. And then, so you guys tune in next week to find out what Greg's <laughs> wife's hair thing is. My wife is so wait. has the her podcast suspicion is so high at all times. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I know. I can't. Like normal things will happen in the house. She'll be like, "Are you going to tell people I ate toast? Check the turd." She still was just like, why did you say check the turd on the show? And I was like, it was cute. And she was like, that's our thing. Check the turd. (laughs) (laughs) So like every day, does she ask you if if it's going to come up on the podcast? Would it make you happy if she asked every day, Allison? No, I think it would make me a little uncomfortable. Okay, Um, then no. (laughs) Wait, what's the truth though? (laughs) Because part of me was like, if she asks every day, Allison will be like, people are listening to this podcast. And she knows it. Right? Like it would make you happy? No, no, it wouldn't. Because I, w- no, actually, thank you for thinking that that's all I care about because it's true. But no, it would make me feel like we're pushing her too far. Because we're already pushing her a little bit. Because I know she's very private and you talk about stuff, and, but I love it. But I don't want to like ruin your marriage. You are not going to ruin my marriage. My <laughs> doing wife. a super good job of that independent of the podcast. <laughs> so there's things she. Will she will say, please don't talk about this on the podcast to me like once a week. That is the story of the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I experienced. Doesn't I, Daniel ever say that to you? He uh, used to before he became part of the podcast. That said, Allison <laughs> is the worst. But <laughs> we're just let's just not talk at all, Jeff. <laughs> I experienced something. Do we do that often where we don't want to talk about something on the podcast? No, I don't think so. One of you does. <laughs> no, no, what but but let, let me say this. I experienced something that I think other people experience 
around me, which is Daniel and I were at dinner and I said something embarrassing and then we both <laughs> laughed and I said, don't tweet that. And he's like, oh, I'm definitely tweeting that. <laughs> and then the he tweeted it. It, three tweet. You got three tweets out of it. <laughs> oh, is it the touchdown? Yes. Yeah. So this is, we were watching yeah. the Green Bay, Arizona game <laughs> and which is an incredible game. We were at a restaurant and the game was on. We, right. we I weren't did not like choose purposely. Was this, was this part of Operation Social? No, oh, no, no, no. God, no. This was just Operation another salad debacle which maybe i'll get into or maybe i won't i'm, this I'm is on just a operation let's go have a, a bite to eat yeah um so the tv i was watching the game and then everyone freaked out because arizona scored and they won the game and uh allison said um because well, it was a hail mary something. well that was earlier mm-hmm. oh, yeah all right but then uh you said something like uh so remind me again what's it, what is a touchdown <laughs> <laughs> like seriously what yeah yeah <laughs> And so I was just like laughing. I and couldn't I, remember. I, I couldn't remember. I know that a touchdown it. is what you want. You are I remember yes. what a person in America in 2015 and you don't know what a touchdown is. And the funny thing is that people have tried to explain football to me so right. many Including times. Including me. Mm-hmm. So then I go, I tweet it and laughing and, she, and then in, in, trying to save yourself, you're like, well, I know it's a thing you want. I just don't know I just what don't qualifies, know as, a qualifies as a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. And then <laughs> I explain what a touchdown is. You're like, okay, fine. But what's the thing when you throw it through the goalpost? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered because I thought maybe that was a touchdown. Uh, that is a uh, incomplete pass. Yeah, that's a major <laughs> overthrow. <laughs> Jenna, you understand football? Uh, I know what a touchdown is, but I did recently have Alan explain to me the difference between like when they kick it off and then a when touch they touchback versus right. You know, that's pretty. Those that's things pretty yeah. like intermediate. Yeah, football. those yeah. I was because like, I realized that I've just been pretending to understand what was going on. Can you watch a game and and follow the play? Because I find that it happened. It's sort of like when you're learning a foreign language in school, and then all of a sudden you hear people speak it, and you're like, they're going way too fast. Like yeah. when I watch yeah. football, I'm like, this is moving way too fast. It doesn't. That's how I feel when I watch hockey. Like it looks completely yeah. insane to me. And I have like no idea what's happening or what's going on. And football, I think I've seen enough in my life now that it's not like it's not that I know the plays because I don't know what's going to happen or like, oh, he should have thrown it <laughs> to that over guy over mm. there and whatever. But I can follow along and like react properly. I think is, right. you know, like, oh, that was a good thing or that was bad. That's accurate. I don't know. <laughs> she watches it with me and she cheers at the right time. You know? I don't know if I could react properly if I weren't in a crowd and based on the sound of the crowd knew how I was supposed to feel. Oh, yeah. Interesting. About football. I've yeah. taken, Ayala has probably been to 40 Dodger games with me or 30 Dodger games with me, probably. Mm-hmm. And she understands the game. Like Does if someone's it? She enjoys the eating, mm-hmm. and I think she enjoys seeing me be happy. I hope, shit, I hope so. But like, if someone <laughs> is on first and it's like the leadoff runner and they're fast, she'll look at me and she'll be like, "They're going to hold him, or he's going to steal." Second. Oh, so like she, she does understand. She oh, like yeah. really wow. everything that That's I've said cool. to her. She can box around, you know, who's like pitcher is one, catcher's two, first base. She knows all the positions and yeah. stuff. She's like kind of got good. it wired. <laughs> Baseball is easy to get the basics of, but the the minutia of baseball it takes is a, a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with football, 
I can see how it would be hard to pick Take- up. I've, I never realized how hard it was to pick up until I tried to explain the game to you. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, yeah, it's sort of a complicated game. I mean, it's four downs to get another set of downs. And then you're like, well, what's the difference between a first down and a touchdown? <laughs> and, this is where I tune out. Because I'm like, yeah, I are, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Right. So you kind of almost have to be watching a game. And slow the game down. Well, and you have to care. In order to explain it. That's true. <laughs> you have to care about it. Take me to a tennis Caring match. I'll understand the whole thing. Oh, or I love tennis. Figure skating. I get oh. that. <laughs> it's like, a great sport. It's like every time a soccer game is on or we've gone to a soccer game or the World Cup happens, I have to have Alan explain to me once again what offsides really mean. I don't know what offsides Because it is. is still like the most confusing <laughs> thing in the world to me. But... He ex- always explains it to me, and then I like I got it this time. I think I've got it, and then the next time around, I don't understand. We it again. don't have a sports chat drop, funny enough. <laughs> but I feel like, for the sake of um, we gather dust. what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> Al, want to try to explain offsides to us? I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big soccer fan, but as I understand it, if you're trying to score a goal, and you're running and you get past the team that's trying to stop you and they kick and they pass you the ball like your team tries to kick you the ball if you're beyond the defender the team that's trying to stop you that's offside you basically can't beat the ball downfield if you're the lead runner yeah right so like what 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 it stops is i can't just stand at the other team's goal and wait for my team to kick me the ball that seems like great strategy it is they call that cherry picking in basketball Mm -hmm. And you are allowed to do it You're in basketball? Not, well, in basketball, you can you do it. You can do it in basketball. You can't do it in hockey or soccer. But basketball, yeah. you can do it, I think, because you're at a, such a severe disadvantage if you were to try to play that when you're right, on because, defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because yes. you're a man down, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it discourages you. But for it. Americans who've played soccer on a full soccer field and have tried to pass the ball to someone and have the ball not make it because it's just so dang far... It's pretty depressing, and so you know, like you can't, you can't just sit at your goal because then you would never get tired, and it wouldn't be fair. So mm. at the beginning of what does Al know? I was just gonna oh, say man. this is <laughs> the first thing Al knows is how to explain offsides. Oh yeah, right. so oh. we were talking about a segment <laughs> called "What Does Al Know?" How do you envision this segment? We just ask Al. We shit just, and see yeah. Him. Try to guess okay. what I mean, he, he might just know. did it for us. <laughs> oh, all right. How did you envision Wait. it? Well, like, what does Al know? Episode one <laughs> tools. And then we see. Like, oh, you, okay. So you want to go say, categorical? I, I was. Topic. I was producing it a little more. I okay. guess. Sure. That's I was really keeping it loose. I, no, I was keeping yeah. it loose. I like to keep it. So loose. this so is. Like if you want to choke it, go ahead. So this is trying to. <laughs> <laughs> this is trying to guess what he does know rather than what he doesn't know. This is what Al knows. But are we going around and figure like? Are like, we saying I think he might know this, and then we all weigh in on whether he'll know it, and then he knows it? Yeah, or probably just, the way to do it would like. You would say something like you would say like, okay, b- break shoes. Can Al tell you what break shoes do? Mm-hmm. And then we would all go around and be like, we would look at Al and he would keep an Al stone face. And <clears throat> and Jeff obviously wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you know the answer to that clearly, Jeff, right? Because he used to work at a shoe store? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so then we would go, so let's just try it. Okay. So does Al know what break shoes are? Uh, I, I think we should ask the question... And then Al gives us an answer. Oh, and then we have to say whether it's ooh, but that's really lying what, or not. That's well, once he gives us the answer, we already. Oh, you mean just yes or no? Well, he's no. He could be bluffing. Yes, but yeah, then that's could... then that's asking if we know what brake shoes are. No, we would say <laughs> does does Al know what brake shoes are? 
Al, do you know what brake shoes are? And then he would choose to either tell us the truth or bluff. And then we would say, now he knows what brake shoes are. We go and weigh in. That way he has a chance to throw us off. So wait, then he says whether he was telling the truth or bluffing. This is getting very complicated. And then I draw four. And that's a touchdown. (laughs) Uno. And the infield fly rule is called as soon as Al answers the question. I don't want anything where I also have to know what it is because I do not know what break shoes are. I I have a vague idea. I don't know why I said break shoes. I was like looking at Jeff and I started thinking about break shoes. I get that a lot. (laughs) So It's it's the tattoo of break shoes on his chest. So let's dry run. Does Al know what break shoes are? No, wait, do I ask Al? Al, do you know what break shoes are? <laughs> I liked what we were doing. No, you go around no, and then we... Yeah, let's do, let's do the one where we say whether we think we, he knows or not. Let's try that. I feel, Jeff, I feel like yours is a little... It's beyond our abilities. Yes, it's definitely a field goal of a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I would See, love I just to, heard I would, like blah, 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 blah. It would be great. You know they have like Breast Cancer Awareness Week in the NFL. They should have Allison Rules <laughs> football <laughs> for one week. That would be great. And everyone wears big, wear big sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I would like to, before we play the game, I would like to say one more thing about my wife. She can. She thinks sports is art. Sports are? Sports mm-hmm, are sure. is Allison? Both. Sports are mean. Yeah. So, like, in, in any baseball game, <laughs> if you're the starting pitcher and you go, like, three innings and you give up seven runs and the the manager comes out and takes the ball from you, as the producer in the truck, your job, your job is to track the pitcher from the mound yes. on his walk back to the dugout. And then if he if there are runs on the base pass that are inherited by the next pitcher and those runs score, your job is to show the cut starting back. pitcher, yeah. cut back mm-hmm. to him. With his head in his hands. And every time that happens, Ali goes, this game is so fucking mean. It's so mean. It's so, this is sad. And it could be Dodgers, Giants, and I hate the fucking Giants. And if you're listening and you're a Giants fan, I hope that this means something to you. If you're <laughs> and listening the, and you're a sports fan, and the Dodgers are great day. crushing the Giants 100 to 0. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this is the greatest day ever. She's like, this is so sad. That Zido guy seems like a nice person, and he just <laughs> wasn't pitching well. It's so mean that they keep showing him, and so she thinks sports are mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. back I to get that. back you to can't break think shoes. about the humanity yeah. of it. <laughs> I will say, can I go first? I'm going to go first. Go yes. first. I break shoes. I want to look at Jenna. We should make Jenna have to turn around, but I feel like I'm going to say Al knows what break shoes are. Interesting, Jenna. I'm going to say he does, but like just. Vaguely knows what they are. Ooh, <laughs> not like an expert. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. Al knows what brake shoes are. I think Al knows what brake shoes are. I also think Al knows what brake shoes are. Al. <laughs> so, do I need to give an explanation? Do now? you know what brake shoes are? Wait, hang, hold for music. Brake shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? What oh, are they? I I don't know if I know the game. But, um, I don't know but if I know the game. I'm going to say... <laughs> what they are. I, now I just want to know what you think they are. Yes, they are the shoes that you wear in Irish curling in the Olympic sport when you're sliding across the ice to slow yourself down. Al, stop hamming it up so much. Oh, is that really what they are? I thought they were a thing for your car. That's what I thought they were. Oh, wait, is that real? I'm just... I'm just... Uh, oh, I'm bluffing. Oh, oh. <laughs> Like I said, I don't know the game. Nobody knows what the game is. What Nobody is the game? Knows <laughs> no, the if I'm game... supposed to tell the truth or not. No, no, no. I think that we all really just lost. Good Al won. I think Al, you won. Because now a... you all believe me. I thought that's, that's what break shoes are. 
Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, wait, oh. hold on. I just came up with an ul- ulterior meaning uh, of relationship. <laughs> you all believe me. But it was such a good one. I know. No, I, the game, what I thought the game was. You guys, we fucking suck at this game. <laughs> We're going to have to work on this Everybody one. loses the Al, does Al know it? We're just workshopping it live on air, you guys. Um, I thought, when I asked you what our break shoes, I, I was just like, let's just close this out for the listener who's wondering what they are. <laughs> I, wasn't, I was not oh. putting the ball in play again. I'm, I we were talking about sports and I was like, I'm in the game. I know. Let's do this code. Put I me appreciate in, coach. your commitment. In now. an automotive sense, Al, do you know what break shoes are? Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have to say, or we can't. Well, I'm it. assuming that they're just the like the look at Jeff pieces that hold the the brakes together. Mm. <laughs> oh, then no, I do not. What are they, Jeff? They're the the brake shoes are pieces of asbestos that when you go to brake, hmm. the hydraulics in your car push them onto uh, your brake. Uh, drum or disc and that's what slows down they're the car. buffers in the brakes right are they not they're like the cushion that's between the pieces of metal no they're the thing that actually breaks your car it, it rubs against the metal in your in, in your, your wheel. wheel to slow you down so is Al wrong wouldn't they call those brake pads are brake pads and brake shoes the same thing oh they're not gosh. right where's the flex pipe that's what I mean <laughs> <laughs> But wait, what are the shoes they wear? But brake shoes, brake <laughs> shoes are not what. If they're not that was shoes, pretty brilliant, Al. <laughs> it was, but it threw me hard. Jeff, brake shoes are not what hold your brake together, though. Right. Brake shoes. Sure. Brake shoes are for <laughs> drum brakes. Brake pads are for disc brakes. Oh, oh, there we go. Now it all makes sense. That. I like okay. it. Okay. Let's get back to my <laughs> thoughts. On, yeah, the show for one. Thank you. And uh, this is like my show brought to you by Maxim Magazine. This is all sports and cars and curling. <laughs> um, let's talk about the intro. Uh, oh, yeah. I enjoyed it today. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I really appreciated but... the extra. <laughs> Hang on. I appreciated the extra energy on my name. Mm-hmm. It was quite, you really made up for last time. I know when, when it was just a, a t- mm-hmm. you threw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, in, but I realized <laughs> the reason that I am mm-hmm. having this reaction to mm-hmm. the change mm-hmm. is, and I, I told this mm-hmm. to you previously. It's sort mm-hmm. of like if you're a little kid, mm-hmm. let's say your mom has like a special way she hugs you and she always hugs you that way. And mm-hmm. then one day she's like, I'm going to change it up. And, and like, she grabs your ass. When <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going in that direction, but just anything, something different taps you instead of hugs you. This mm-hmm. is my new, my Pats new, your back. yeah, here's a love pat. And you're like, just hug me the normal way. Mm-hmm. That's how this is. I'm like, here's the thing that's familiar and comforting. And now it's different. Why? You are a person that doesn't love change, abrupt change in your daily routine. Who does love that? I do. Really? I'm a person who loves change in my daily routine, yeah. I do too, actually. Really? Mm -hmm. I've talked about this a bunch with my wife and a fair amount in therapy as well. (laughs) That There are some people who fear change and there are some people who are comforted by change. And I am comforted by change. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm super comforted by change. Even if it's unexpected and someone else just made a decision and now there's change? Well, I, mean, like I wouldn't want to like wake up one day and have the president be a Nazi or whatever, but like <laughs> when I like my routine and my life to differ 
as much as possible. What if you go to surf one day, as is your routine, and your mm-hmm. surfboard is not there? It's a different surfboard. I would be interested in that, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I would love to have like 150 surfboards and try out different boards every day, yeah. But yeah. but what if it was your... Okay, what if it's your guitar, and now your guitar's not there, and there's just a Paul Reed Smith? I'd be super pissed off. <laughs> well, now wait a second. Yeah, you're but rigging, now, but now, you're rigging but, the game. But now you're saying that... But that's the, that's not the same thing. Now you're saying Daniel's intro is worse. Yeah, not what different. The fuck? Some people, saying my your nephew Paul would like that intro. He's fucking thirteen. I think he but might turn fourteen. Allison, what was week, it actually. that you went out? You went away on some trip, and I rearranged. Like I moved one piece of furniture or something. You redecorated. <laughs> no, I moved a piece of furniture, and it. It made you dissolve. It just <laughs> you became unraveled as a person <laughs> because I'd done that. You you couldn't handle it at well, all. Well, are you talking? There's twice that this happened. Yeah. Are you talking about when I came home and I got home? I think that I had done shows in San Francisco and we we drove up and drove back the same night. Mm-hmm. So I think I got home at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then I walked in and the house was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And are you talking about that? Or are you talking about remember. the time that you you? <laughs> Sure. You reorganized the bookshelf, my bookshelf. Both, actually. I forgot about the bookshelf. Yeah, Same it thing. dissolved both times. Both times you would just go, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> you just like all this inner turmoil. <laughs> just, I, okay, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, and then like the next day, the, the next day I'm like, what's wrong? You're just like, I just can't handle it. I just can't. I mean, it's like I, I need to know what's happening before. And, and yeah, the whole thing. You guys, everyone at this table i think has known allison long longer than i have mm-hmm. right probably right mm-hmm. um but my favorite thing about allison actually point, yeah you've known me longer than daniel has known me but really? i'd say daniel knows me better i would hope would daniel help. knows you better yeah that <laughs> yeah that should be a fact you contacted me when we when i did that clip show for e which is the first time that we right you contacted me hadn't i like just just been hired by the adam carolla show Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I met Daniel. Yeah, because I started on that show. You might have in, still been living at your folks. I was, yeah. yeah. But I, I was still living there this when I met Daniel. Months, yeah, just a difference of a few months. Um, but my one of my favorite Allison things, and there are many, obviously, is that well, moment. Well, now I'm interested. That moment when Allison <laughs> wants to say something, but you can see half of her brain going, you probably shouldn't, don't say it. <laughs> Just like it's, it's gonna, but then you can look at it. She's like, it's gonna keep nagging me, and never don't say it. But you have to say it because, and that's the best moment. And I imagine her coming home and seeing the bookshelf and being like, "I'm cool with that." But in her head, she's like, "But I'm not cool with it." Right? That's I wanna, my life. That's no, this is what, all the time. This is what this is what's going on in her head. I want to be the person who's cool with this, <laughs> but I am very much not the person who's cool with this. My first. Everything. My first reaction is going to be to pretend to be that person, <laughs> and then tomorrow when I'm punishing Daniel with my silence, I, I, will, I don't do that. I will uh, reveal that I am in fact not cool with this. <laughs> Punished by silence, the I... Daniel Kwan story. No, 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 it's not that bad. Some people would consider that a reward, <laughs> but because like exactly. when Daniel was reading his intro today, going back at least what fucking an hour and a half or twenty-seven whatever, yeah. minutes. Um, my first thought was like, and I'm not saying this to be critical of Daniel because to me it was live and real and that's the mm. way it is, Kat. But <laughs> there was a tiny line flub in it. Yeah. And I, I was kind of looking at Alice and I wonder if she was like, he should probably do it again because he flubbed that she, line just a tiny bit. Did you think that? No, I didn't think that. She has in the past mentioned that I would. There, I think I've mentioned flubs before. I don't <laughs> mind the flubs because I feel like it's real. It's and real and live. live. Yeah, that's yeah, what you do. So, but yeah. 
she well allison cares about her show <laughs> and so she does want it to be perfect i want the listeners to know you're a few in the bag not a few how many i had two beers over the last three hours okay so i'm you're- okay by the way i say that to i all of that exact sentence probably five times a week <laughs> but i'm being honest <laughs> I said it just last night. She was like, you had a lot to drink at dinner. And I was like, dinner was fucking three hours long. I had three beers in three hours or whatever. That's one of my favorite sentences. I have it on a laminated card. It says two beers in three hours will get you off. No. um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so <laughs> there's lots of stuff to talk about and things to get to. I did experience another salad debacle. I became unhinged, began Googling pictures of the salad. I might go into that or I might not. Also, some medical news to talk about, which is not very exciting. Um, but there's actually Way to something. Tease it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's because I'm 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 mentioning these things, and yet I'm well aware I might not come around oh, and talk about okay. them. It's it's bad. It's it's bad to do that. We're gonna be testing Al about fucking calipers in 20 <laughs> minutes, so the show's yeah. just gonna be at hour three. I know. Um, but there is something that I did want to talk about. And uh, it's just it's a it's a deep thought a deep thought I've been having and thinking about so and I I have to be vague in talking about it at the beginning so it's going to be frustratingly vague here we go a little off my game tonight clearly um so I have a friend who, who is it <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> sorry go ahead. who I haven't seen that much lately but this person is a very in general positive person. Uh, or tries to be very positive. And he or she is always like, if you don't, if you're in a bad mood, if you don't like what you're thinking, just change your thoughts. Just have other thoughts. Mm. Which I find to be, it's an intriguing idea, but it also irritates me. And it, it, it bugs me, I think, because when I think about it, my dad is also someone who espouses this. Like, it's not really his philosophy, but growing up, I think there was a lot of like, well, this too shall pass. And a lot of what I know that he was trying to be um, reassuring, but I felt like, dad, you're not getting it. Like, you're not even trying to connect with what I'm telling you is my granted, probably silly, probably adolescent pain, but I feel like you're negating what I'm saying by trying to just tell me to get over. I feel like you're just saying, hey, just get over it or whatever, which to me, my whole thing in life is always like, I just want someone to understand me and to relate. So if someone's like, just think other thoughts, I'm like, go fuck yourself. So I just, but then sometimes I think maybe there is more to this idea than than I'm willing to um come around to and maybe it really is as simple as like yeah just change your thoughts but on some fundamental level i just like just want to reject that idea because i want the freedom to have whatever thoughts i'm having and to feel whatever thoughts i'm feeling what do you guys think about this as a way to go through life oh, i think about this stuff all the time first of all i know what you're saying it feels very dismissive yes because then people are like well it's not that serious you can just think it differently but it's also the equivalent of having a bad anxiety attack and somebody saying just have some chamomile tea that's Mm -hmm. great but you're not you're not (laughs) understanding the problem because that's not a great solution so i'm all for the power of positive thinking i fully believe in it but the problem with that is everybody's taking taken that idea of self-empowerment and they've gone a little bit too far with it yeah because the thing is is that when you're in a bad place or you're having a bad time, then all of a sudden, if you can just think your way out of it, 
then it's your fucking fault that you're having those bad thoughts. Right. And that's, I think that's a very dangerous idea because you can affect your mood and thoughts by thinking positively. But there are also things in life that are out of your control and just hurt like shit and upset you a lot. Right. And you're allowed to be upset by them. And you're not a bad person for feeling upset. Thank you. I think that um, sometimes that you, you can do that. Thank you. Yes, that was good. <laughs> sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can just change your thoughts. But <clears throat> so much of what determines how we feel is our mood. And mood is like this. It's like the foundation of the house. And the house being your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of change it, but often you can't. Whatever you're thinking about isn't going to shift your mood. Your mood is, is, creating the thoughts. Is, the, is the fundamental part of what you're feeling. And you can, you know, oftentimes I'll be thinking about something because I'm in a mood and I'm looking for a target. Like I'm, I'm anxious, so I'll find something anxious to think about. And, um, you know, when I when I realized I had sort of a low level depression that I was living with, it was like I re- I really became very uh, aware of what that meant. You know, like it was like my mood was always this kind of thing, and I would find you know things to obsess over or think about. And then when I started to deal with that and I raised that mood, suddenly. It was easier to change my thoughts. So the thing the person is saying becomes easier, right? Because I don't have the mood that's um, that's sort of supercharging the the bad or negative thought, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It, and it's a longer process, I think, what you're talking about and what I'm talking about than yeah. what the way this person makes it sound, which right. is... You can think more positively and have better outcomes and feel better, but you don't just turn a switch and do it. It's something right. you kind of work at and then you wind up right. better, but it's, yeah, you can't just be like, like oh. if you're a person who's got like a generally good mood and you're sort of obsessing on something, then yeah, you could change your thought and get in a better mood. But if you've got something deeper that's mm-hmm. going on, changing your thoughts isn't going to change, change that because the feeling is still going to be there. Right. I think. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um, I I personally would disagree very strongly with your friend. <clears throat> I am of the mentality that everything that you are feeling has some legitimacy to it and should be tackled and considered as legitimate, even if someone else thinks it's trivial. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, yeah. and I've never personally had any sort of an issue as tiny as like, what sort of hot sauce is on the table or like things that happened to me as a child that wasn't made better by addressing it and tackling it. And every one of those problems has been made worse by saying, just fucking smile and you'll be fine. So I would, I would very strongly disagree with that. person. You can't smile at the tapatio. Mm, tapatio. <laughs> yes, you can smile. At it. Yeah, 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 of course. But if Cholula, it's some shit can. hot sauce, <laughs> then my anger about it is legitimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and I want to be heard. Because I think that yeah. oftentimes I will be feeling um, scrunchy because <laughs> because I'm trying to deny a certain feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe for me especially, I don't like this idea of like, just change your thoughts. Yeah. Because it's like, no, I need to actually get more. Well, just change your thoughts is also like saying just change your feelings mm-hmm. i need to actually get more in touch with what i'm feeling so that it can dissipate i the way i look at it the analogy i like is it's like 
<clears throat> the feeling is like a beach ball and you're in a swimming pool and you, you're trying to keep the ball under the water. You don't want it to surface. So mm-hmm. you're, you're holding it down if you've ever done that or you're putting it under your feet and mm-hmm. balancing it, trying to keep it. And the deeper you try to push it, eventually when it comes up, the more disruption it causes to the surface of the water. And when you try to just ignore a feeling, any feeling, if it's a real feeling, it doesn't go away. It just kind of mutates or finds another outlet and sometimes if the more you try to repress it... Well, it could it, be like whack-a-mole where it just pops up somewhere Right, and else. the more energy you're using to deny it, the more energy it comes... The more force it comes back and disrupts your life. You have to just bring it to the surface and deal with it. And your process is to, is to think about it. It's sort of like that classic relationship thing you hear where you will say something to your... Your spouse will say something to you on a Monday and you go, okay. And in your head you're like, that actually made me mad. And on Friday you will say like, can you get the soy sauce out of the fridge? And your wife will be like, I'm not in the kitchen. You'll be like, can you just get the soy sauce out of the fucking fridge? Right. And then you realize you don't care about the soy sauce. You're right. mad about Make it worse, Monday. Rob. Make it worse. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Can we all agree sauce. that the greatest moment of the show last year was, was Jenna and Al reading the Make It Worse? Great. We should get oh. more of those. That was the greatest yeah, thing that, that has ever happened, by the way. I think I'm inspired. I was thinking about it this weekend, and I was like, I might be prepared to give up the audio on that for the show, <gasps> but I just don't know if it's the uh, right thing to ethical? do. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. You are such an effing idiot. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. But getting back to the subject. Sorry. I think, I think it's a lot like we've talked about this before. Um, forgiveness. Where forgiveness, people say, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. Oh, they're liars. Right. Yeah. Not but at all. It, it, like success, like happiness, is the easiest thing in the world to do once you've already found it. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's real easy. But when you're not getting, when you can't mm-hmm. get there, yeah. it's not that easy. So a lot of people kind of get to that point and then they, they turn around and they go, oh, look how easy that was. Well, so it's because you've already figured out how to get there. It's Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like if I'm like fall, finding a, a, a great spouse, falling in love is so easy because mm-hmm. I am. It's like, no, right. it's fucking hard. Like, I'm very grateful that I found Daniel, but I spent oh, so many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so many so years nervous. being, you know, buffeted around by by just relationships and i think i found it very difficult and there's a lot of reasons too with forgiveness you know forgiving someone means you have to you have to let go of the feeling of you know um righteous indignation or whatever the the feeling is and you might not want to really get rid of that that might there might be some purpose yeah like you might like on some level being angry with this person and when you know to forgive that means you have to let go of that drama mm-hmm. and a lot for a lot of people they don't want to right because you you might get something out of it not necessarily right. something positive but w- when you're ready to take that step into it whether it's happiness forgiveness it's because you're ready it's right. because you've done a bunch of work to get there and then you go like oh baby step boom and i'm done look how easy that was but then right. you, everybody forgets the ten thousand steps that led up to it so yeah. so you're saying when you fall in love it's real it seems real easy I'm hoping, hoping it will be. What, Jenna, Al, what do you guys think? Uh, I have thought about that a lot because you, I, you know, the f- phrase that people use, "fake it till you make it." Like, mm-hmm. just pretend you're good, and then it'll get better. I don't agree with that, um, but I have to say there are times when, for me, I just have to like. L- 
let things go mm-hmm. at some point because like if I just was because I I can get really anxiety ridden and I can stress out about really little tiny th- I mean like I keep thinking about your hot sauce <laughs> like hot sauce like if I didn't have hot sauce to eat with dinner that I really wanted hot sauce with that would bug me but then at some point you go like dinner tastes okay without hot sauce I just like it better with hot sauce mm-hmm. so I have to go mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. I can let that one go I know but like but then the bigger things in life, harder stuff, emotional things that happen to you, heartbreak or parents or whatever else, there are times when you have to like talk it out and it's great to have someone in your life that you can like talk to and have those feelings about yeah. and discuss things and and I don't think you can just stuff feelings right. away. I don't think you can just say I'm I'm having happy thoughts even though I'm in pain. I don't think that works. I would say it's like this. If you're having a hot sauce problem, <laughs> and you yes it would be it would be good to let that go right because mm-hmm. it's not something that's in your control it's past it's right. you know if you can't let it go then that is an indicator that there's probably something else going on and it's like more a like a childhood it's, it's more problem. like a gate like it's like you're flying an airplane and you got all your little gauges that you're mm-hmm. reading and that's like saying oh something's up like right. It's not the hot sauce. It's not the soy sauce. It's right. the something else. It's something else. You know, your inability to let something go probably means that it's ta- it's tapping into something deeper and more fundamental. But I do feel like when I'm in, say, I'm, I don't know, something really tragic happens. Um, like, and I've had it in the past where, like, my brother went through some stuff a few years ago that I felt very involved in, and it was really, really hard. And there were times when I would just feel so sad about it, so sad. But I did find that even in those times of really hard t- sadness, I did have reprieves where suddenly, mm-hmm. like, I had a few hours where I didn't really think about it, and I felt good, and I had, I don't know, either I went to a movie or I went out or... I did something that made me feel better. And you have those moments where you're like, okay, I'm okay. And then you get sad again, but it helps you get through right. those really kind yeah, of dark right. times. Yeah, which is in your just life. to say that you don't have to like live in perpetual agony. Exactly. Yeah, you don't. Exactly. Yeah, of course. You can find, yeah, you can have a, your best friend can die. Right. And at some point in the process of mourning, you can go to a movie and laugh. Right. And that's fine. So that's you're part of about me. What? No, no, no. <laughs> if you die. show title. I'm joking. I wouldn't mourn. <laughs> forever yes yeah or for, even for like i would for like sure go to a movie yeah i would go to a movie the same day <laughs> wait what, co- what what movie are we talking about <laughs> porn <maybe>? sports movie <laughs> sports movies you know what's really Maybe hard bugs? for me to let go just me or everyone you guys <laughs> you go to dinner mm-hmm. and there's you walk in okay and there's the table that First you're time. like i want to sit at that fucking table that's the table <laughs> oh my god that's the table and then chair and float around the room and yes. then they're like <laughs> Oh, hey, Mr. Heller, your table is... Yeah. They don't say Mr. Heller because it's not the fucking 70s or whatever. They're like, hey, Greg, you're, they don't call you... They don't know your name either. I'm sir, getting sidetracked by the table. They know your your name. table is ready. And then you sit at the table. You're like, oh, yeah, is this table okay? Of course, yeah, this table's fine. And then you just stare at the other table yeah. the whole yeah. time because you want the other so table. It's not just tables. It's maybe hotel rooms. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. But for me, it's specifically it's- tables because... I have a very specific yeah. table that I want where I have a little bit of privacy and the light is soft and I'm removed from the bathroom and the kitchen and I feel like I'm having a solitary dining experience with whoever I'm with and that table is going to someone else and I'm just yeah. staring at that table and staring at that table. And you wouldn't ask, can I have that table? Because if yeah. I feel like if I said to Al, 
deep down in my heart, I really want that table. <laughs> he would try his very best to make it happen um, for yeah, me. Yeah, oftentimes uh-huh. I will ask if I can have that table. I will. And then they'll go, well, that table is actually reserved. Oh, okay. Um, I, I will oftentimes ask if I can have that table. Sometimes I don't ask if I can have that table because I've asked if I can have that table so many times that it's embarrassed my wife. <laughs> And a lot of times she's like, Grant, just take the fucking table. I'm so hungry. I just want to sit down. But oh, the, whole t- Daniel. the whole time we're like eating, <laughs> I will stare at the table and just be like, what if we were sitting there? What if we were? Oh, that it can ruin there. a meal. I've come to learn. There is such an asshole. I've come to learn if, if Allison has a preference like that, just we have to have it. There will be no peace in her heart until we have that table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super fun, though, and very easygoing. Yeah, she's easy breezy. Al, where are you with all of this stuff? Uh, I think it's a number of things. Um, I, I think on the, the surface level, it can, it, a lot of it can be drawn back to just communication and understanding your own personality and what you like and dislike. Um, and then I, I also think there's like the clinical diagnosis of trying to understand, is this a clinical issue? Is this more serious than just, as they said in health class in eighth grade, the blues? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can understand, I, um, not liking someone saying, you know, just just think happy thoughts and 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 figure it out. Um, but I guess, like I, I look at it, like with Jenna and I, we have to communicate uh, our issues and and how to solve them and and understand that. It's so like on the way over, actually, <laughs> she showed me. She said she sent me a video and said, "I think this is a fake video. I can't tell." And I watched the video and I was like so outraged by how fake it was and yeah. how fake it was. <laughs> And and I was telling her about it, and she was, was it like, "The nine eleven video? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that one. But that it was Shoah about the Holocaust. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Alan. That what happened? And so I'm talking about it, and she's like, "I know it's fake. You convinced me." And the the the, the reality is, I'm just trying to process it in my own head, mm-hmm. and I process by like talking it out. He and so does. like, it's not uncommon for me to say. Hey Jenna, I need you to come and just talk with me about this so I can line it out. And then we finish that conversation. I say, I'm probably going to need to have this exact same conversation with you in a few days because I still have to process right. this thing that's coming up or I need to talk about whatever it is. And so I try to like send a warning signal to Jenna that it's like, I'm not trying to annoy you. I'm not like <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> this is me coping. And yeah. and she can figure the same thing out for herself. Like my coping is closing myself off in the room. I'm not af- I'm not offended by you. I'm just locking myself in the room because that's how I deal with it. Is that <laughs> how you guys do it? That's so interesting because that's yeah. like that book Mars and Venus, but it's re- but you guys are reversed because typically it's like they talk about the man cave. Yeah, like when a man is going through something, he retreats into his own cave. Don't take it personally. He's just working through something. But then I think I think in those books it says that it it's not always. You know, yeah. Well, and I guess the the lesson is, at least in my mind, of what you're talking about is to try to figure out your own area, and then also figure out somewhere else. Like your dad probably just didn't know to say, like, all I want you to say to me is, "Man, that sucks." Yeah. Tell me more about it. And and you didn't know enough to communicate to say, "Dad, this is what I want you to do." Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's tough to be on those levels where I, I think that's where this these personality tests really come into to play which we learn about got yourself. to do i know we were talking yeah. about that on the way over yeah. we how we got to figure it at, how we got to do it and that's yeah that's what that's what you figure out of like this is why i always go th- over things in my head because my personality right. needs to like see he needs the, order and he needs order. to see the yeah see i think that my friend aforementioned friend would say well this one area of your life's bothering you but look at all the great things in your life look at think about those and my thing is like mm. it's 
great idea. It's that's not yeah, that's not how psychology works. No, I remember uh, this is pretty much when I realized I probably need to get some second thoughts about whether or not I'm depressed because I was talking to my mom and she she was giving me that advice. Just think about all the great things in your life. And I'm like, name one. <laughs> and of course, there's... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, what she said was, look, think of all the things you have to look forward to. Oh, okay. And Still. it was like, I... <laughs> and I and I was looking at a picture of Allison, and I was just like, I can't... Oh, she's coming home soon. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I could have listed the things that yeah. I have to look forward to, but I could Couldn't not emotionally connect to any of it. And sure. so then I... And and that was really bothering me. And so then I, I talked to the therapist, and they were like, "You, that's because you there's an issue with the serotonin, and you know whatever." And and like every man in my family has this problem, you know, like my grandfather, my uncles, my father. And so and I, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is what it is," because it just shifted everything. And now you know because of drugs, I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they're working. Yes. Um. All right. I want to talk about something, and then. Then I'll tell the salad story because it relates to what we were talking about about restaurants. Okay, so uh, I want to talk to you guys about Betterment, and I want to tell you about a conversation I had with Jeff uh, after we did a podcast recently the other day. I said to Jeff, I am having trouble figuring out how to talk about Betterment in a way where I feel like my audience will be interested, be, will listen because I feel like when you talk about a financial service, people just kind of tune out. And I told you to just get over it. <laughs> Yeah, and you said, "Well, just tell them, just tell them that. Don't tune out." Don't Greg tune just out got right up now. and walked away. <laughs> don't don't listen to Greg walking away. Listen this actually Allison. relates to and I, I'm well. Greg can just come back. I was going to tell Greg that I think that you need a budget is the um, app that his wife is making him mm-hmm. the two of them use. And I was looking at at YNAB earlier, and they had a whole article about Betterment and how they're a huge fan of Betterment. So if Greg were here. I would well, tell him not to really chime in yet, actually. Betterment is the largest and fastest growing automated investing service, ba- managing over $3 billion for over 100,000 customers. They help people manage and grow their wealth through smarter technology for a fraction of the cost of traditional financial services. Um, so, And I had a conversation with them recently where I wanted to know, are they still considered a startup? Because they started as a startup and they, they're not... Like they kind of are and they kind of aren't. The thing is, like they're big and they are established and they're, um, like I said, fastest growing. But they still, in the sense that a startup oftentimes will come into a space and like revolutionize the way that that industry works. Um, but what Betterment is doing is they're making things that typically would be very expensive for the consumer. Um, they are are making that available to you at a fraction of the cost. Um, Betterment offers exceptional customer service and great advice, helping you make better financial decisions, invest for your personal goals, and stay on track for retirement. The technology automates everything from rebalancing and tax-efficient investing to deposits and personalized advice. So get up to six months of automated investing free and more information when you go to betterment.com slash Allison. That's betterment, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T.com slash Allison. Allison Betterment Investing Made Better. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you. So, you need a budget is that thing that your wife, you and your wife use, right? I can't, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have... I. It doesn't matter what I do and how much I pay for therapy. And I really have like a deep-seated 
financial dysfunction that mm-hmm. is very tough to deal with. I'm sorry, I don't feel like having a conversation right now. <laughs> we had dinner with some friends last night. Um, did you know, like, my stepfather is like a financial genius. Mm-hmm. He's like a revered financier or something. Is he Bogle? Bogle. I don't know what if he's a Boglehead, but he's really, like, smart with money. Negotiant. Yes. <laughs> and I was telling him the story that, like, 10 years ago, he came to me and he was like, he gave me this thing called a prospectus. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about mm-hmm. this already? No. I don't think oh, so. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. It's no. like this booklet. Prospectus. Sh- prospectus about like investing. And he, him and some of these people were like investing in this new community in the Inland Empire. Oh, maybe. And did I talk about this? Well, go ahead. Tell, tell it again. And he basically was like, and you'll be one block from a Home Depot and three blocks from a Best Buy. And, and he told me like, if you give me X amount of dollars, I'll give you back 10 times that much money in a year. I know how successful this thing is going to be. And I looked at the prospectus and I was like, oh, I'm not interested in this. And he was like, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'll give you 10 times back your money in a year. And I was like, oh, but I think this is sad. I think this is sad. Like I wouldn't want this life. And I think it's sad that like. You thought you had to move in? No, I thought it was sad for other people. Like right. to me, it was the equivalent of like investing in like the Rwandan genocide or something like, like that. You were promoting somebody else's sadness. Yeah, there was a sadness to me about it. And he was like, Greg, just give me the money and I'll give you this much money and you need the money. And I was like, oh, I, this is sad to me. And that's a norm. Right. That's actually like, as I tell you the story now, I think that's normal. And I looked up at dinner last night and they were like, one of my friends goes, is it too late to give him the money? Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, why aren't you saying, oh, I understand? But uh, you're you have emotions tied to money. I have the idea of money. such crazy emotions tied to money that yeah. like. And after that, he literally goes, "I'm never going to talk to you about an investment again." And I go, "Okay, fine." Well, but smart financing and investing, successful investing, is a lot like getting positive. It's <laughs> real easy to do once you've already done it. Right, right, so right. So he's the smartest guy in the world because real estate has gone through the roof through no control of his. So he can say, oh, look, making money, it's so easy. But he had no control over that. He had no causation for that. He did so, not. So it's he... very easy for him to say, Greg, you should get in on this. But, you know, what if the real estate had taken a shit and you had lost all your money? What he did say to me, Jeff, though, he goes, you know, this isn't your dream, but this house is someone else's dream. And I think about that all the time because he's right, right? Right. He's right. Maybe. <laughs> but everyone at this table no, he is frowning. He's no, right. He's, he's, no, he's, he's correct right. in that um, Some it's an like investment and he can say <laughs> it's a lower risk investment. But from your perspective, there's two sides of investing emotionally, right? You can get into the emotion of like the gambling of like, I, I'm going to buy a penny stock and it's going to shoot through the roof. Or you can say, I only want to invest in things that I believe in or that I truly want to support. Since I don't support this, I don't want to put my money into it because I'm not excited about it. I don't like it. Warren Buffett's similar to that where he's, he doesn't want to invest in something he doesn't want to use or like or support. Right. And, that's, and to me, that's super sense. normal. Mm-hmm. That's totally normal. Mm-hmm. That's not unnormal. Right, right, right. It's yeah. completely legitimate, I right. think. He probably yeah. didn't understand why you felt the way you did, you know? Yeah, just like to me, I was like, oh, it's going to be this like house styles A, B, and C and this like just shitty like yeah. E.T. life where everyone's like, we're seven walking blocks from a Albertsons and... It just felt like that wasn't the objective of your life. I don't know. I don't know. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the play, that dog park that we occasionally take Wendy to where I'm like, what kind of Levitt town are we in? Yeah. 
Playa Vista. Yes. Playa Del Rey. It's very, how would you describe it? It's like it's, this big, it feels like a gigantic planned community. Yeah, it's, it cl- it's right Little below Loyola. Yeah, it's a, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's close exactly. to where I, I go to the movies there all the time. They, it's, they it's tried to nice. disguise what it is by changing the style of every block, you know, so you'll have one block right. that's like, you know, Spanish. Venetian. Yeah, and yes. one block that has like a modernist and whatever, but it's still a planned community with, you know, planned all the way down to the But the fact of the matter is like, my stepdad was right. That that is someone's dream. We think it. There's nothing inherently mm-hmm. sad about that. Right. right. It's only sad. No, no, no. It's not inherently sad. It's just not what I want. It's not your dream. Yeah. But yeah. I think. That, I think in, in investing, there's nothing wrong with wanting to choose stocks that you believe in. If you're just a casual investor, there's nothing wrong with saying like, I'm going to invest in this green, you know, energy stock, or I'm going to because that makes me feel good to put my money there. Rather than this just cold calculating, like, is this going to go up? I'm investing in Walmart. Right, right, right. You should go along in avocado futures. Oh, God, I wish there was a way to make money And actually, the best way to invest is probably to follow your passions and what you really know a lot. Daniel, do not give me that advice. That is shit advice. I actually am completely... I love you, but I'm completely disagreeing with everything you're saying right now. That's good because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, that's part of it. I would seriously invest in like... Vinyl rock steady no, reissues. Is, no, wait, wait, but and wait. we would be broken. If, if your passion, weeks. your passion, presumably mean that you know a lot about the thing, and if you know a lot about something, then you're going to make a smarter investment than just following your uncle's advice on something you know nothing about. Yeah, sure. Be educated in your investments, but I think the idea of like letting your emotions rule financial decisions is a terrible, terrible. I'm like, I'm violently reacting to what you're saying. I think it's. I, I disagree. I think you should be as cold and calculating Violent. as you can with financial decisions because it's math. But it's not it's math. You not. don't know. You can't predict the future. No, that's not true. It's not math. It, well, all right. Now everyone's finally out. <laughs> it, it is math to an extent. It's not to say that it's a sure thing. So he may right. have brought you the prospectus and said, this is a sure thing, and he would be wrong in that. But he may say, there's a 75% chance that what I'm showing you will happen, and I will 10 times your money and there's a 20% chance that you'll lose it all. And that's that's reality. Or he'll say, most likely, I'll only get a multiple of seven for you. Sorry, I'll come back and I'll only, you know, your 100,000 is only 700,000, not a million. Sorry, Greg. But th- so there is, a, there is a math and it's calculated risk. I guess what uh, I'm thinking of is like, if you're playing blackjack, this is, this is, the, this is a weird it's show. Really weird. If you're playing blackjack, <laughs> you shouldn't be like, I feel like the cards are going to do this. But so that's I'm not what I'm that saying. Way. I know that's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I I'm just talking you. about an emotional. <laughs> I'm just I'm, talking about that's how, that's sort of my application of it would be like the the best way to win at I'm, blackjack is to have a system and to. Stick I'm not to saying it. make emotional decisions. I'm saying if there's something you're naturally interested in, and you have a lot of passion for something, then then you will have a feeling about whether it's going to be successful or not. Like as if, an example, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I bought stock in Netflix because. I use it all the time. I really like the service, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that's going to catch on, you know, going forward. I don't think it's going away, right? And I'm willing to hold on to the stock for a while. But I really do like Netflix. I'm a paid subscriber. It's a and great I example. It. And yeah. so then you, you're you're identifying as the consumer, and you're saying, I predict a lot of people will feel the same way I feel, right? And I think it's therefore undervalued. And if it's something that other people don't know a lot about, you know, maybe it's going to rise a lot. That's what I mean. But I can tell you right now, 
that if somebody said to me, if you put $5,000 towards a 311 reunion, I can guarantee you they will make $10 million. I would still say, you cannot have my $5,000. Because I feel that strongly about it. That's probably, is that, Al, is that stupid? Not, not. It's not, but it's not smart I think for you, you have a value system where you don't want to give that away. Right. And then I think in your case, like, what would another million dollars do for you if you weren't happy? That so, is so correct, that, Al. That's that the is reality, correct. right? But some people may th- may are willing <laughs> to you, chase that, and maybe that is where they're happy. But it is not right or wrong. Happy. Those things are not right or wrong. No, no. There and there is an emotional component to it, which is you need to think about investments that you want to make and how it affects you emotionally. So you might yeah. say, yeah, mathematically, it should just be math, but it's not. And take a look at yourself and realize how much risk aversion am I right, capable right. of? And that's all emotional. Um, does anybody want to give a debt-free scream? <laughs> that's what Dave <laughs> Ramsey does. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, three, two, one. And then they go, we're debt-free! And he goes, it doesn't feel good. Thanks so much. Next caller. <laughs> okay. I was, I was just trying to button it up for you, Allison, Thank because you. I sense you were getting a tiny bit antsy. Were you getting antsy at all? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, I'll just Come not on. talk about money anymore. Oh, Let's talk about salad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this a weird episode of the show? It couldn't be weirder. But is that good that it's weird? I don't know. We'll find out when listeners write in. Okay, cool. (laughs) With only positive comments. Who knows all the words to leave on? Um, You know what? When you said leave on last week, I was imagining L-E-A-V-E space O-N. Like, leave on my pants. Yeah. But but it's the name leave on. Yeah, that's correct. Now I know. What happened at the salad bar? All right. It was not a salad bar. Salad bar. <laughs> All right. Last week, I talked about being at dinner, and they delivered a salad that looked so good, and then they took it away, took it away and delivered the correct one, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, I didn't realize this was going to be a trend, disappointing salads, <laughs> but it's my, it's gonna, it's my calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> disappointing yeah, salads. calendar ever. Built-in salads. <laughs> um, 12 months of disappointing salads. So Daniel and I went to dinner at this place that we go sort of often. Yeah, okay, we've been a handful of times, and there's this big Tahitian tuna, the big, big, I don't know, something Tahitian tuna niçoise salad that I've always looked at on the menu, and I've never ordered it, but I've been like, one of these days I'm going to order it. Bucket list. Last night was the night. Not last night, whenever we went. What kind of salad is it? It's a niçoise salad. tuna. But it's like I just wanted to make sure you said swaz. Niçoise. As opposed to niçoise. Niçoise, yeah. Okay, I was just testing you. Succinct. I don't know why. Why would you ever test Allison about grammar and I know. such a She stupid, knows her stuff. It's so okay. dumb. It's so dumb. Testis? <laughs> um, so anyway, because I'm no carving it, I asked the server uh, what comes on it. And she said, um, she said green bean. But see, I had asked... Another time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I went in with some information. I knew that there were you white re- beans you, on there. You didn't reveal to her that you already... No, I didn't that. say I've already cased this salad. <laughs> so she said there were green beans, quail eggs, anchovy, and um, and the tuna and lettuce and dressing. So she so, basically... So it, it was a niçoise. Yes. Okay. Well, but I knew that there were white beans on it. And I said, are there other beans? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're like flagellate beans. It's like flagellate beans or something. I don't know what. Mm, it's a word that I didn't yeah so I might I think I'm getting it wrong it was like Mm. a fancy word beans and I said okay could I get it without the white beans and then I was like beans are carbs they're kind of carby 
They're carbish. Yeah. They're hiring. I didn't bit. think it would be a problem, yeah. but I looked it up and they're higher in carbs than I thought. And because Niçoise salads usually have potatoes, I said, and could I also not get the potatoes? So they bring out the salad and it's like six slices of tuna on a pile of lettuce. Nothing else. Oh, it felt like fuck you on a plate. Well, it was also the, how- <laughs> the dressing on the side. <laughs> and the dressing on the side. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it, though. And I was like, <laughs> I couldn't get past the fact they didn't even put on the anchovy. Mind you, I did not want the anchovy. Yeah. But I was just like, why didn't they put the anchovy on there? And there's got to be other, like, where's the green beans? So I asked the woman, I said, um, are there supposed to be green beans on this? Oh, she, and she's like, oh, you wanted those? Uh, I feel like they're just like, she didn't want two items. Let's not give her anything. She's picky. Or, I don't know what it was. I, sh- I didn't explain that I wasn't not eating yeah. carbs. Maybe I should have. It they brought bothered the green beans me. Up. They brought a tiny, it was like, like five little chopped green beans. <laughs> in like <laughs> a saddest. dish, a dish. Like my parents have this kind of dish and they have rocks they have yeah, um, put they put in salt it. in it <laughs> yeah it's a salt it was the tiniest little it oh, was like a silver dollars with, right, with green beans <laughs> i said was it a ramekin no because it was very shallow something that maybe drawn butter would be in if you were eating lobster no no, it was like something that a cat would drink out of in a dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was tiny. It was very With small. like a couple green, hints of green beans. Yeah. <laughs> and I even said to her, I said, could I get a side of green beans? The salad is just a little boring. Which was not being very direct, Mm-mm. but... It wasn't? Well, I Do guess... Do you wish you had said shitty? I think what I should have said is... boring. Should have. Pretty direct. I, I think what I should have said is is there anything else that's supposed to come in this salad could you bring that along with the phlegm that i know that you want to put in it (laughs) so i was just like you know what not a big deal i did that thing that you said that i do not a big deal (laughs) just gonna eat it it's not gonna be a surely i'm not the first person to point that out not gonna be a problem But it was a problem. It's a big problem. (laughs) I was not happy with it. Should have said more, yeah. Got home. (laughs) Google pictures of the salad. Oh, no. Marched out in the other room, and I'm like, Daniel, (laughs) they didn't give me the tomato. They didn't give me the olive. Like, I was crazy. And they charged you for this? Yes. Ridiculous. Never go back. I was like, maybe I'll write them a letter. Really, yeah. It felt like a little bit like, oh, fuck this woman. Never go back. It's crazy. but, But here's the thing. Sort of like the hot sauce situation. It's crazy how much it affected me. It's not my last meal. It wasn't a $600 salad. Like, what is my issue? And here's my issue. This is, and I'm, I'm admitting triggered and crazy. Like, this is not, I realize, not the best me. But I was like, why didn't, she, this is how I pieced it together. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think all those items, including the anchovy, are pre-made. So they're like, when they go to make the salad, they put the lettuce on and they put a few spoonfuls of beans, potatoes, tomato, whatever. Like it's marinated already. So therefore they couldn't, they couldn't just take out those things. I feel like the server should have said, um, it's already made. So Mm -hmm. I could leave everything off or you can't leave anything off. She did not give me ample warning. That's what I was irritated by. But I mean, it's so stupid that I even care this much, but I cared. 
Hmm. A lot. It's not that stupid. If yeah, you're not eating carbs, stupid. food's pretty important. Thank you. I'm just saying, like, you, you, and food's important anyway to, I would say, all of us at this table, mm-hmm. except maybe Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I get the frustration because that would make me pretty angry. Would you say something about it, though? I don't know what I could have said. <clears throat> Where, where's sure. the anchovy I, I don't want? I should have. Yeah. You should have said, this is this is not a salad. This is just uh, Fish seared, lettuce. seared tuna. Can I get a salad? Yeah. Or is there something else? Like, I think that would have been fine. You know, I think we start to feel self-conscious because, you know, oh, I'm, I'm being too fussy or whatever. But I think one of the things that probably pissed you off about it was you were really looking forward to going to this restaurant and you always get stuff that you really like. You really like. The I like stuff the you restaurant. Get. Yeah. So it's kind of like a wasted opportunity. We went there, and then you ended up getting something that you didn't really like, and then that experience you were hoping for now is gone because you yeah. don't get to have. And uh, but not my last meal. True, and that's yeah. why. But see, maybe that's where you go. I really do need to learn to say it. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Speaking of food, you guys. You know what is not disappointing? Blue Apron. You guys, you need to know how to cook. Not only would you feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Blue Apron has you covered for less than $10 a meal. Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow the easy step-by-step instructions. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your dietary preferences, Blue Apron makes it a breeze. Discover and prepare dishes like seared pork and winter hash with Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes, and apple, ricotta and spinach pasta with citrus, pistachio, and mint salad, heirloom carrot and toasted farro salad with labna cheese and pickled dates. And yes, I might be saying farro wrong. Maybe it's farro and I might be saying labna wrong. Maybe it's labne. Pho? I think it's probably labna. Right now, you can get your first two meals free at blueapron.com slash Allison. That's blueapron.com slash Allison. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, we are a little behind schedule tonight. <gasps> Let's do uh, iTunes comment of the week. And could I have your phone so that I can make a little video, Daniel? Oh, my God. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Sour Skittles and popcorn is great. That is all. By Tenor83. Ahoy, ahoy! Sorry, didn't know how to properly start this comment. I was listening to the Thursday episode and just wanted to let everyone know that they are phenomenal. (laughs) Jenna Al, or Janal, new name I'm trying out, and between you and me, it's the last time. That was terrible. Is so wholesome. Workshopping it. <laughs> they have milk in their veins. Mm. That's you and me, babe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of them does for sure. I was just going to say, I mean, literally, I kind of do. Is that what so you call them? You're welcome. Yeah. They're like the role model of parents I wish I had. Mm. Just Jeff wait. Is the unsung hero of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing his job and only reminding me he's there in order to drop comedy bombs. Greg, well, what can I say? <laughs> Daniel's intros have gone from good to great since <laughs> he started. Wait, seriously, that's all I got? That's, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, listen, what can, he, what can they say? <laughs> Allison not only rounds out the gang with positive <laughs> vibes and insight, but also acts as a thoughtful leader of an entire show. Also, Twizzlers forever. Oh, and one more thing. What do you call a showerer that stands facing forward the whole time, but uses the detachable shower head for everywhere? <laughs> Question mark? What? I know no, it seems is like from... it's going to be a riddle, but it's not. It's yeah. because the uh, on in the older <laughs> incarnation of, wow. of the show, Just people sort of who fizzle off. in the in, in the, the old show in, on the old yeah. show, yeah, people who move around in the shower are called travelers, and people who stand in one fixed position are called weirdos. So yeah, so oh. they're weirdos. Okay. So if you use a uh, detachable shower head. If you use the detachable shower head, you are. Handicapped, <laughs> right? Not necessarily. No. No, like who needs to do that? Well, some people like to do it. Some people sometimes. Yeah, I wish I had one. Do it for fun. I had a period where because we have a detachable shower head in one of the showers, mm. and it was the the cradle was broken, and I had to use it. It's not an ideal way to use the shower. No. It's difficult. no. Yeah, it's it's not enjoyable. You guys. Thank you so much for your super nice iTunes comment, Al. Thank you for your inspired reading of that comment. Uh, if you would like to leave us a nice comment, go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave us a nice comment. Click five stars, our favorite number. Maybe we'll read it on the show. Okay. <laughs> I think it is now time. What can I say? What can we say? What can, what can we I say? say? I think it is now time for Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Darla Garrett says, there's nothing worse than watching a sad or scary movie on TV only to be interrupted by an upbeat baby food commercial. Hashtag ruined. Um, I would go the other way. There's nothing worse than watching an upbeat thing involving <laughs> babies only to be interrupted by a sad or scary commercial. I don't know. Sometimes you need the break. You know, it's so scary that the upbeat commercial is like, okay, I'm not scared right now. I'm okay. It's like when someone makes jokes during a scary movie. Right. It totally diffuses and you're, you're, you can handle it. Mm-hmm. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jenny Lynn says, when I take a poll on Twitter and see I picked the same thing as most people, I think, oh, good, I got it right. I kind of have that reaction, too. Well, mm. sometimes. It depends. Twitter polls. I'm not really that into Twitter polls. <laughs> I've seen funny Twitter They haven't Twitter been polls. around very long. Yeah. So. yeah. I have never made one. Yeah. I don't see them very often. Are people doing those? I think more now than ever, yes. Especially with like election stuff. How do you up. do those? Is it, you can just easy. create one. There's a little yeah. button when you start a tweet or whatever. It's super easy. Greg's <laughs> <laughs> all bummed out. No, I'm fine. Are you bummed? No, no, I'm fine. Did I just uh-huh. comment of the week bum you out? No, no, not at all. But sometimes like, you know, you can't relate to every just me or everyone. Sometimes it's like just me or everyone or like, I haven't really thought about it that much. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rich Bryant says, when I see a photo of someone who later died horribly, example, Titanic passenger or prisoner of war, I think, how can you be smiling? 
I mean, I get that. I don't have that thought. Because they don't know their destiny? Yeah. Titanic <laughs> yeah, passenger. I've never even thought about that. You could say that about Not anybody once. in any photo, right? Because any everyone dies. When if I see any, a picture of Billy spoiler Zane, alert. I think, how can you be smiling? Yeah, I don't... like Because I look at pictures of like my grandma and grandpa, and I'm like, oh, I have such fond memories of them. You know, I know they've passed away, but I don't... I don't think I would ever look at a picture and think that. No, Rich but Bryant, it's uh, just you, apparently. No, but I do think I'm not sure if that person phrased their own question correctly. Like, if you're watching, do you guys ever watch the first 48? Yeah. Yes. If you're watching yes. the first 48 and like someone gets shot like 300 <laughs> times in the head, right? And then they show the picture of the person right before they got shot. You're sort of like, oh, they have no idea what's about well, to happen. Well, that well, is yeah. like, okay. And, and that's a, that's different. That I don't is look, very different. I don't look at them and be like, how could they have ever smiled? <laughs> and they can't tell the future. But I look at the picture and I go, oh, it's so the the juxtaposition of this moment and the end of their yeah, life that's is really horrible. hard to reconcile. Yeah. On yes, making okay. a murderer, and I'm not going to spoil. People have been asking if we can discuss making a murderer. Um and I was thinking, how can we do that without spoiling stuff? But then I sort of think, are there actual spoilers in it? Because everyone already knows what actually happened and that he's in jail. Still. Right. And also get with it. Watch it now so that we can <laughs> so talk about it. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> what sort of relates to, to this Just Me or Everyone is, and this is not a spoiler because I think it happens in the first episode, that video of the woman who's later killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the second. But yes. Yeah, that, that is sad. like weird. And she's, she's talking, talking about d- when, she dies. when she dies. She dies. Yes, when she dies. Yes, but you can tell she's ta- saying it in a way as if she will not die from being murdered at a young age. Yeah. Which is what happened. Which is what happened. Awful. (laughs) That show (laughs) had me feeling all kinds of things, making a murderer. What's it have you feeling? Just so confused. Like, I mean, because on the one hand, I totally can see that he could have done it. On the other hand, there was so much corruption and crap happening that made me so mad. It makes you so angry. Yes. And Kratz guy. Oh, my God. And his voice. Yes. Just makes me want to kill myself a little bit. I know. Why does he sound like that? Okay, but did you notice this weirdness? Ken Kratz does not look all that different than... Fremgen, I think the lawyer that Brendan Dassey's second lawyer. Like, there's something in Wisconsin. It's the cheese curds. Granted that Brendan Dassey's second lawyer, I think that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, was a good guy, but he also kind of had that real, like, soft. Yes, actually, way of he did. In a yes. big similar mouth. Oh, it was so annoying. Yes. Mm. Um, I think Ugh. that Brendan, Brandon, Brendan, Brendan, Brendan mm-hmm. Dassey. I think Brendan. Brendan is, that's the one that really tugs at my heart. That's the real tragic one, absolutely. He, I think as a viewer who knows uh, nothing other than watch, you know, just watching yeah. it, he seems innocent for sure. Stephen Avery, mm. since it's come out, there's been like more articles that have come out saying that I he's think, a violent guy. I, don't, I really don't know. I think the I point is either. they just didn't uh, reach the level of burden that the state should have to clear, which is reasonable doubt. There's clearly a lot. There of was a doubt. lot. Yes, I agree. So that's what I think that's the issue, not mm. whether or not he's actually guilty. I'm not sure. I, yeah. As a juror, if you were a juror, I'm not sure you. I could convict. Because reasonable right, doubt yeah. means if if you can think of a version of events that happened where the defendant is innocent, then you have to believe that version of events. Right. You are required to believe it. So that's what reasonable doubt means. But for the sake of um, this show, 
Do you think he did it or no? <laughs> Again, I don't know. I'm really torn up about it because I can see... You know what? This is going to sound he so killed snobby. A cat. He did kill a cat. <laughs> Which is upsetting, yeah. I know. And they did talk about that. And I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, that's... Right. Typically, when you they talk about murderers and other things, it's like yeah. it always starts with animals. Jenna, like they always do just, something like that in the beginning. He didn't just kill a cat. He dunked right. a cat in gasoline and threw, and threw it, it on a fire. fire. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, right now, if anybody at this table told me they did that, I would get up and walk out of this room. I think oh, that yeah. I was, sure, I I was convinced wrong. that he wasn't guilty until I heard recent evidence that he had um been calling teresa i saw and that, too. that he uh when she came over to his house previously he a- answered the door naked with a towel now i don't know if that is right is that true i don't know if I it's true know. and i don't know where that's coming from which is in this case you'll hear things and then you'll be like oh i don't know and then those they'll the defense will show you how mm-hmm. it's flawed so i don't know but right. um it's I don't, it, who knows? it's hard because and I'm not saying this to sound snobby. They're really uneducated. And so it's mm. hard to tell, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's true, what's real. I don't know a lot of people in that life situation. In like Manitowoc. I yeah, also don't know I mean, how to pronounce Manitowoc. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Manitowoc. Yeah, and it's just Manitowoc. There's so yeah. much about it that's almost foreign to me because just listening to the mm-hmm. family talk and like... It's like Fargo, which I haven't seen. Me neither. But it just feels like, wow, I don't even like this just is so different than the life that I've known. It's hard. Anyway. Yeah. It's super uh, interesting. Yeah. Watch it. It took me a few episodes to get into it, though. But then I was hooked. Yeah. uh, It just shows you how much the justice system is tilted against the defense yes. and in favor of law enforcement and that's really depressing it was I agree anyway back to football Marco Non <laughs> says whenever an actor puts emphasis on a wrong syllable it fucking pisses me off is the director even paying attention hmm, hmm. okay I, I need an example I felt yeah. this is different Manitowoc <laughs> this is a little different but we saw the movie Joy mm-hmm. with Jennifer Lawrence is that good it was okay. I don't know about the award-winning movie, right. uh, but she could not keep her accent through that movie. There's, she oh, has like she a Australian? sort of a Jersey kind of accent oh. or something. Oh. She could not keep it in the and it dropped in and out. And I just thought, and we're giving her an award for that, or we're right. nominating her. How can you do a Jersey accent without impersonating the Soprano? Like I, I would think I'm doing it. Yeah, that's a tough one. How it was is. that movie? The woman who invented the not Wonder as Mom. inspiring as I thought it should have <laughs> been because I kind of went in thinking like this is gonna be like girl power I'm super excited and it was kind of like mm. I found it to be flawed oh yeah right yeah, I found the movie to be flawed it was mm. a little chaotic for me too what were the flaws well the first twenty minutes of it is like a slapstick comedy yes and very confusing mm. yeah with this weird like Virginia Madsen plays this like goofy mom who's in bed and watching her soaps and all of a sudden it yep. turns into this like very I just disengaged. Uh, the comedy section, I had a very hard time reconciling with the serious portion of it. Mm-hmm. There was just, and there was also Robert De Niro played like the Meet the Fockers dad. Okay, can we it's talk like, about De Niro for one second? Yeah, sure. And of it'll course. just be a second, honey. Um, <laughs> what was the last thing he did that was legitimately good? I feel like he's now done more. The ba- intern. <laughs> no, I feel like De Niro's done more bad work now than the good work he's done in his career. I don't know. I don't have his whole oeuvre in front Sil- of me. Silver Linings Playbook. He was pretty good in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good oh, in that. Yeah, he was yeah, all right. he was Never mind. Now, but that's that the was last the last one. thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Just uh, me or everyone. 
Marco Non also says, instead of preparing a bowl of cereal, shove some cereal into my mouth and chug some almond milk straight from the carton. That's just what a crazy person does. What? I like that idea. (laughs) I could see doing that. I I know what you're thinking about. There have been times. Sometimes. Ooh, no. I got something different. I don't know if you ever see me do this. Let's say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, Hold on. No. Are you sure I want to know? Can it's it, too late for that. Okay. Does Al know already? <laughs> is this something we can test? No, uh, yeah, does Al know? Does Al know The this? weird thing that I do with food. There's too many. Al will never know, no. Sometimes if I want to cut something up, but I am too lazy to get a knife, let's say it's like, well, I don't eat bananas anymore because carbs, but um, I let's say I want to cut up a banana. I would just like, Take a bite, spit it out, take a bite, spit it out, take a bite, spit it out, take a bite, spit it out. It's the best way to cut something up if you are the only person who's going to be eating it and who doesn't mind how disgusting Yeah, by the way, we're having a party, dinner party. (laughs) It's all bite-sized finger foods. (laughs) I would put them in a cup and then pour some almond milk and drown it in Truvia. One time I was at this like tropical hotel in Panama and I was eating lunch with this couple and they were we were eating raw coconut and the man who was an older man was chewing it and spitting it out and chewing it and spitting it out and chewing it and spitting it out. And I thought that's how you were supposed to eat the coconut. <laughs> so I was sitting across the table from them and I would chew it and spit it out and chew it and spit it out. And the wife was like, my husband has chewing problems and he has dentures. That's why he's eating the coconut that way because he can't chew it for too long. And I was like, oh shit, that was probably really gross watching a 20-year-old man <laughs> chew up a coconut and spit it out onto his plate and slurp it back up like fucking brundle fly. <laughs> <laughs> how would you have known I would have probably followed suit as well right. I don't know how they do it I don't like to not know what I'm doing yeah. so that yeah that happened to me so that's a thing oh man alright <laughs> someone named me says after convo on bag boy's love of rounding up carts I chose not to return my cart then felt like a jerk and had to put it away hmm. I would also feel like a jerk and have to put it I away I put the cart away every single time yeah. I do too I'll walk Four miles through burning sand to put the cart back in the little thing. I put it away every <laughs> single too. time. That's how every I feel. single time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if if I didn't like, sometimes I'll push it to where other carts are, but it's not the real place. And yes, I'll think and then you'll about, go back. I'll I'll think about it when I get home. If I didn't push it all the way back, it's not that big of a deal. Bring it back. But bag, bring but it back, Al, people. Come on, bring it back. Didn't you say that you used to like rounding up the carts? I loved it. <laughs> it was the best. Don't take that away from him. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you finally break free of having to bag the groceries. When did... Oh, you worked at a grocery store for a little while. A Julasco. That's right. Mm. <laughs> oh! Julasco, so yeah. many people have written in to say that in their town, Kroger's is called... No, that's they don't just say in their town. They're like, Kroger's is this, east of the this, or Mason-Dixon line, yeah, or whatever. There's a lot of thousand different... Kro- Fred Meyer was one. Dylan's. Oh, yeah, Fred Meyer. Dylan's. I've never Kroger's heard that Kroger's is so many different things. Yeah. I want the listener to know there's a sound that sounds like when you're in a hotel and you're like, oh, great, the couple next door is having sex. And Wendy created the sound. What was that, Daniel? She was hit, she was punching oh. a plastic box. It was kind of cute, but... But it was it very sexual Totally, sounding. totally. Do you think if there was like... a behind the music about Allison Rosen is your new best friend this would be that episode where they would be like but everything changed <laughs> on that one episode I don't know what. what's the date today 
I don't even know. The 18th. January. The 18th of January, 2016. It all went off the rails somewhere around hour two and a half. <laughs> Is that the way you see that your life played out? Is this a turning point? I don't think so. But you never know. Yeah, you, never you don't. Know. You never really know when it's happening. CM Leifer says, watching chefs dirty a clean bowl for each of 17 separate ingredients drives me nuts. Yes. Uh, no, it doesn't drive me that nuts. I do it every time I cook. Really? I, yeah. One, I use a lot of dishes too, but the other, it makes dirty me jealous because I'm like, I wish yes. I could have that set up and have it beautifully laid out and that I took the time to do this every time because think how good everything I made For my food would be. prep. Yeah, I wish right. I just have a thousand bowls. Have you ever seen on a cooking show where it's actually labeled in reverse type on a clear little bowl so that the person talking, they know what it is? Oh. That would be the gig mm-hmm. to have some PA that does all that for all your cooking. Mm-hmm. You just walk up. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do that? You use a ton of little bowls and stuff when you're cooking? Tons. I have a, a bunch of like little ramekins in these little silicone bowls that I use. It'll be like shallots in that. Garlic in that, chives in that. That's the way to do, to do it. all your prep work, so that as soon as the pan is hot, everything is ready to go. And you, as soon as you start cooking, the actual, as soon as you're firing, you should stop chopping. Set it and forget it. That's correct, that's Jeff. A good idea. And actually, that's correct, Greg. So I love that, but I, it does generate quite a bit of dishes, and I don't like doing dishes. But, yeah, I, but they're small dishes. I'm always trying to conserve. Right? They're small dishes. That's true, but nonetheless, I do all of them. Okay. Andrea says, I don't have a problem with bogus emotional support animals. On a plane, I'd rather sit next to one than a baby anytime. You That's know, what I'm saying. I I get it because babies can cry. But in general, I prefer the dogs and the babies to other to full-size humans. I'm mm. just saying like people who have problems with dogs, but you're okay with a baby screaming its head off and the dog usually never does anything disruptive i have no problem with a dog or a small animal but we just read an i just read an article there was someone who had a turkey on an airplane <laughs> I saw that. did you yeah. see that was that real that's i don't ridiculous. know I would because love that to be on an airplane with a turkey oh, <laughs> al so and awesome. i decided we'd have to leave that plane why yeah how funny would that turkeys are so funny they're mean they're mean, oh, yeah, they're, mean. they're really mean than and geese. smelly and imagine it was just like pooping everywhere because that's what it would do know, right their necks are really funny the way their heads move <laughs> with their necks that's and true stuff. I could watch a video of a turkey for a long time. Oh, why did I just say But that? how do you travel with a turkey? <laughs> Who cares? If you have a turkey. You have like a dog thing, but just its giant neck is sticking out of the top. I like well, turkeys. It's sad in the seat. Do you seat. need to travel with your turkey? Sometimes. Have to Sometimes Imagine you if you were sitting next to a turkey on a plane like the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, I know. And you were oh, sitting yeah. next to it and it was all happy and watching a movie or whatever. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're like, why is that thing smiling? You're like looking smiling? at recipes, yeah. how to oh, cook a turkey. Oh my God. Do you, does this stuffing sound like you would want it to go inside <laughs> of you? I'm not saying, but you never know what's going to happen later today when you get beheaded turkey. It's I, I, it's a far out scenario. It Do you I feel like turkey the- would be wearing Beats headphones? Yes. The pardoned one. I feel like the stewardess <laughs> like should feeling give, good. I feel like the in that case the stewardess should give the turkey a free drink for sure. And you know what it would drink? Gravy. Wild turkey. Wild turkey. That's oh, it. it's a good joke that one because mm-hmm. the turkeys they both sound the same. No, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, Matthew Fetterman says on TV when a character enters a house and leaves the outside door open, I think, oh right, they're on a set. Yeah. 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 There's oftentimes things that will bring you right back to the 
reality of you're watching television. You know what bothers me on a show that we watched recently? Hmm. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jessica Jones. Has anyone here watched Jessica no, Jones? No, I enjoyed it. It's really good. I don't like superheroes. But Jessica Jones, <laughs> it's... No, but it's different. It's not too superhero-y. But I don't... But I, Daniel, I particularly dislike superheroes when, when they they're make, not being... When they make a point <laughs> of being like, he's a superhero, but he's got a cell phone and he still has to take a shit or whatever. Like, Then don't watch Jessica. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand so it. It's so self-righteous. Wait, do the other ones not take shits? No, you, no. Spider-Man never took a shit. It's one of the oh, lesser please. known powers. That guy wore a diaper for sure. <laughs> but now they're like, Spider-Man, he's stuck in traffic and oh, he has a conference call By at nine. Way, yeah, come on. Good fucking point. Spider-Man's costume has nowhere for him to relieve oh, himself. Yeah. Diapers. He, yeah. He's either wearing diapers or pissing himself. Or shooting it at his fingers. No, or having he has to, the power to not dump. <laughs> or having to take the whole coming costume out of his off. Fingers. Having to take the whole costume off in order he's to He's naked, a yeah, when he goes to the bathroom. One time at a Mexican restaurant, I got so sick. I got such acute food poisoning that I went into the toilet and I took off all my clothes. And I was wow. totally naked in there, pooping for like 25 minutes. <laughs> totally naked. And I went to the restaurant with me and my friend and we were both so high and I was gone for 25 minutes and I came back and he said nothing to me. <laughs> and I remember just being like, did you know, I was gone for 25 minutes. And he was like, what kind of tacos do you want? And I was like, I was, t- it was this was at La Cabana in Venice, by the way. And I was like, I was totally naked in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I had to take off all of my clothes. I was 100% nude. And he was like, cool. Were you in a... I was in a stall. stall? That's the I only mean, kind of stall that person? I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You know what I mean, right? No. Were you in a stall or were you in a one-person bathroom? I can't stop thinking about uh, how awesome it would be if there were two-person stalls. <laughs> and facing each toilets other. Facing, and no, facing each other. You know what spider style is? When like one dude sits on the toilet this way and the other one sits yeah. on the toilet that way and you both dump at the same time. Ooh. But the toilet, there were so many people that had to use Jenna, the toilet. Jenna, you know about this? <laughs> spider, when you sit like that, not oh, on okay. toilets. I've seen it in just... Like on a like swing on a set chair. or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Daniel. What were you saying way before then about Jessica Jones? Have you spider styled? <laughs> no, but I, I used to ask my ex-girlfriend to do it all the time just to pee, and she never did it. I don't have a fetish about it, but I wanted to like see if it would work mechanically. In terms I don't of, like, think. I think it would be very messy. It might be. I, I had some curiosity about it, but no, I've never done it. <laughs> is there any more just... Wait, well, but so were you in a stall or were you, what, what kind of situation were you in? I was in a stall and I was sweating so badly and I was so acutely sick from the disgusting Mexican food at that restaurant that I like could not stop dumping. It was just like a hundred dumps at once. <laughs> and I was n- super, I took off all my clothes. Just to be as comfortable as possible. No, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Crap chat. Yeah. I've taken my shirt off to take a dump. When a particularly <laughs> e- extreme dump, you got to take the shirt off, yes. but not Why? fully disrobe. I don't know. It's just like you just got to be Loose whatever nature. happens, happens. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want anything to get soiled in the process. <laughs> Should we just end this episode right now? Should we just end it? <laughs> well, we're, we're actually coming to the, to the end of it. Al, thank you so much for shooting this video. Um, you can end that. Bye, you guys. Thanks for watching. Bye. And thanks, but but listeners who are still there. That thing's like the director's cut of Gandhi. <laughs> Did you love A Passage to India? Check out this JMO video. <laughs> <laughs> it was very long. Um, you guys.
If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are, because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. PayPal links on the right side of my website. Um, leave us a nice iTunes comment. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Rosen is where you go to do all that. We have t-shirts available. Go to the store at alisonrosen.com. Oh, gigantic news. Guess what I did last night? I uploaded the Bumbershoot Thursday gang episode with special guest Sean Patton. Um, to Sean Patton is really funny. He's very funny. It was a and very, he's very funny he's in the episode. It was a very funny episode. I uploaded that to iTunes. You have to go through an intermediary to get it to iTunes. Uh, it could either go be up on iTunes soon, like in a couple of days, or it could take three weeks. You just never know. Um, it depends. Like they certain ones get flagged, and then it takes longer. But maybe by the time you hear this, it'll be available. So uh, follow me on social media and I will let you know. Um, and then eventually, hopefully not too long from now, it'll be in the store on my website. We have ringtones available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And also... Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch. The These are available tushy, on touch, iTunes, touch, also on gumroad.com slash Allison Rosen, also on the store on my website. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Allison Rosen. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox and posting pictures of my disappointing salads. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. I'd just like to say for anybody who's like me out there and wondering what I was going to say about Jessica Jones <laughs> and is going crazy right now, here's what I was going to say. Jessica Jones supposedly has like super strength, but watch the show. She struggles to open doors. Yeah. You can find me, you can find me at Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Alan. At Alan Moss, two A's, two L's, two S's. Jenna. It was bothering me, so thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Kim Jones and listen to my podcast and learn more about it at jennakimjones.com slash podcast. It's called Sorry Not Sorry yes, with thank Jenna Kim you. Jones. <laughs> That's, that is the podcast. <laughs> Greg. I'm at Dong Attack. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? and Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go.